This week on episode 59, I've got kind of a new addition around the house in the form of a stray dog, which you may or may not be hearing. Uh, I've got sort of a rant about the Duggar family. It kind of just leads into a theme of sexual misconduct, air quotes, uh, from live on-air sexual harassment and a cross-dressing contest winner to a Navy porn actor. Plus, a couple lessons learned from some dumb criminals, and of course, this week's featured podcast, Within the Wires. Beginning on that old podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odetta Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am, of course, your host as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my little fun tales of life and make fun of new stuff because I'm just kind of a dick that way. But it's fun. And, of course, I wrap up every show with a featured podcast that I like to share with you that I think you should listen to because I just like sharing stuff like that. Okay, like I said, is I got I got to lead off with the elephant in the room or more specifically the puppy in the room. Uh, over the weekend, my sister who previously worked for an animal hospital, big animal lover, could never seem to hold on to any of them, but big animal lover, she found a stray dog walking around in in her neighbor like not like in her neighborhood, but basically like walking down like one of the main roads and no one to be found. So she picks up this stray dog, uh, checks him out, takes him to the vet because she's responsible like that. She's like, hey, no microchip, no records of this dog, no tags, blah, blah, blah. She looks fine. She says three month old terrier mix because seems like every small dog nowadays is a terrier mix. But She's like, okay, she like Facebook live posts, hey, here's this dog we found, here's where we found it, anybody know where this dog goes? And then it turns into, hey, um, I can't keep this dog in my apartment, we don't have the space and it's against our lease and all that. So anybody want to watch, you know, dog sit while we try and find this dog's owner? Well... Nobody else really kind of stepped up or had the space or anything like that. So guess who has a new puppy? Ah, fucking wonderful. Um, I'm not... I, I'm perfectly content with having a dog. We have it. We have had a dog. I've talked about Emmett before. He's a big-ass cow. He literally way he is within 20 pounds of me i realize that's not saying much under normal circumstances but our big ass calmation weighs you know what i do anyway you add a 10 year old crud like curmudgeonly curmudger i don't know the fucking word cranky ass old dalmatian <laughs> and add in a three-month-old terrier Things don't go well. 
he's just not a um sociable I guess yeah he's not sociable he's old and crotchety as shit and you've got a yippy ass little dog jump literally jumping around him he's just not having that shit never mind that we still have two cats who fuck off dogs they get along with Emmett because they've lived together for seven years that's why they just have a they're they're North and South Korea. They have an uneasy peace. Technically, there's still declarations of war and shit going on. You know, someone fires a shot, someone else is firing a shot back. Otherwise, they just keep mellow. I don't know how I turned our pets into North and South Korea. It just went that way. Um, but yeah, it just kind of turned into because we're the only ones with the space and a yard and all that. We've got this dog. While my sister is out there, she's supposed to be out there, if you're listening, you're supposed to be out there trying to find this dog's owner, but she's supposed to be out there putting flyers and Facebook posts and posting on message boards and stuff, hey, have you lost a dog? So, hopefully we will find her owner, because I would hate to be the guy that takes somebody's dog and is like, hey, where's my dog? I want my dog back. You know, oh, poor kids missing their dog. So, like, I don't want to deny somebody else their dog as much as my wife loves having a puppy. Because my wife loves puppies. But, and she's adorable. I'll give her that. She's a cute dog. She's also a yippy-ass little three-month-old terrier who her idea of playing is nipping at you. Literally, nipping at your heels and your ankles and your knees and your hands, and your shoulders, and your ears, and heads, shoulders, knees, and toes, nips the dog. Yeah, I'm not singing it. Nevertheless, you know, when you've got small children, that it starts getting dicey because she nips at the kids, they freak out. She doesn't hurt them or anything, they're not bleeding, but, you know, little hyper dog, nip at the kids. Ah, dad, 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 come and help me, the dog's attacking me. So, you know, when the, the, the new puppy is trying to eat your children, you kind of get a little biased. Um, I'm not about to tell my wife we can't keep the dog. Uh, but I am hoping that her owner turns up for both her sake and ours, I guess. I'm perfectly fine getting another dog. Just not when we've got such small kids. Sam's like a year and a half. He's, you know, the dog is bigger than him. That's a problem. <sighs> but, you know, again, if nobody takes the dog, then she's ours. I mean, that's just kind of it. You know, then we have another puppy. And I get to house train another puppy. Because, you know, it wasn't a you know, load of fun the first time. But if you are curious to see, I did post a picture on Twitter of this. She's adorable. I'll admit it. I posted up on 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 Twitter. She's adorable. And there's a picture of her, actually the the wide version of her in in the show notes for this episode. But moving on from from my puppy problem, I just I saw this, and I normally don't really give two shits about reality TV, and I guess that's why this bugs the fuck out of me. Popping up on my just regular old news feed in Yahoo, I see all this outrage. Ginger Duggar, I don't know what the fuck her married name is, doesn't matter in this reference. Ginger Duggar, 
who is apparently the sixth oldest of the two goddamn many kids and counting, has been spotted wearing pants. Why the fuck is this news? Oh my god. It's a... It's in my fucking news feed for normal human person news that... Oh my god, she's wearing pants. The outrage. What the fuck? I don't understand the obsession with reality TV. I also don't... I don't understand this family, for one. I get, yes, they're very religious, and the, they come from this super, whatever the fuck, manipulation of Christian background that says women aren't allowed to wear pants. All women must wear uh, skirts down to their knees, at least. That modesty is so paramount. Um, what the fuck is more modest than a pair of pants? That's that pants are are too tempting sexually for men and um okay yeah if you're if you're wearing like apple bottom jeans and you're Beyonce and and you're out there uh you know booty popping and whatnot and shit now I'm gonna say all of these girls this the fucking Howard twenty goddamn sisters or whatever the fuck all these girls they're attractive girls. I would absolutely say that. Um, from what I've seen, and I don't think they, they have panoramic pictures big enough for this whole damn family, but from what I've seen, these girls are attractive. They are very pretty girls. But you have to question the sexual values of a set of parents who have 20 goddamn kids. There's like 20, 21 of them, some bullshit like that. The two fucking many kids and counting. I'm sorry, but... You know, I'm gonna catch shit for this and nobody cares because nobody fucking listens. For all of their modesty and all that bullshit, mom spends more goddamn time on her back. Okay? I'm saying it. I'm not gonna outright call mom a whore because she's not. But they spend way too much time having sex... Then, when, you know, you got enough kids. You've got enough kids. You've turned this woman into a baby factory for the last way too fucking long. Enough. I mean, there, and there was all the bullshit outrage with, like, the last two pregnancies because she's getting older and they're still trying to fucking have kids. And we're like, oh, yeah, you almost died on the last kid. And then they tried again and they finally lost. And we're like, oh, it's, it's God's will. No, it's your body saying stop having fucking kids and stop brainwashing your kids into thinking that your interpretation, because that's it, it's an extremist, crazy interpretation of, of the Bible, says that women can't wear pants. You're not Amish. If you were Amish, I'd totally buy that shit. Be Amish. You're not Amish. So, if you're going to have that viewpoint, go be Amish, go live in a fucking, uh, where the fuck, I can't, I'm blanking the stupid word. Uh, go live with the Amish and go be Amish. Otherwise, 
get the cameras out of your damn house, uh, take all the shit away, stop, like, brainwashing your kids. And I'm all for modesty. I'm not bitching about the modesty thing. If they want to say, it's like, hey, be, you know, women should dress modestly and you should, you know, you shouldn't over-sexualize your body. But you know what? Going out in a pair of, you know, just cargo pants is not sexualizing your body. I think I heard one of the fucking girls is a firefighter. And she tailored her fireman's uniform into a skirt because she's not allowed to wear pants. Yeah, that's some stupid ass shit. And I realize, yes, I'm ranting about just the, the stupidity of the things. I, I don't know. I know there's brothers involved. And I know every one of these stupid kids has a J name, which is more than egotistical. Sorry, Dad. Jim Bob needs to... Really? J's? Everybody's a fucking J? Really? I made it a point not to name any of my children after me. On purpose. One of them has my middle name just because it fit his. That's it. But you know what? These people are, they're, they're just kind of, they're weird. It's weird that they, they just, they, I know I've said they've brainwashed their kids enough times, but it's just like really such an extreme like viewpoint. And again, the skirt thing that just, I don't get that. You can be, and What's it? Ginger is married to a preacher. He, and even he said, um, you can dress modestly and wear pants. She, she's been spotted in shorts. Oh my God. The outrage and the fucking outrage. Oh my God. People freak the fuck out on like social media over pictures of her and her sisters out at, uh, the Magnolia farms where the, uh, the gains from a, uh, 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 fixer upper. They went out to Magnolia Farms with, and took pictures out there. Cause I think she lives in, in Texas now. And she's out there. She's seen in some green cargo pants and Twitter fucking exploded with all of the rage. How dare you? It's so disrespectful. And I was like, really? Hey, the girl's wearing pants, full pants. She's not wearing like super like skin tight jeans and like low plunging, uh, you know, she's not walking out in the, the JLo Grammy dress or some shit like that, which guess what? Went all the way down to her, to her fucking ankles hmm. by those technical standards, modesty. But no, she's wearing a t-shirt and fucking cargo pants. What's there's nothing immodest about that. There's nothing wrong with that attire. Um, but fucking outrage. I'm like, look, people. It's a TV show about some people who have way too many kids. The outside of that, they're really not interesting. That's not even interesting. Guess what? It's called Mexico, Ireland, any poor country, any semi-industrial country, generally Christians. Irish, Mexico, or Irish, Mexico, Irish Catholics, uh, Mexican Catholics have a fuck ton of kids. I am one of seven. Yeah. Irish and Mexican. 
Um, yeah, I got hit double whammy. I am one of seven kids. Raised Catholic. Guess what? Fuck ton of kids. Guess what? Both sides of my family. Ton of kids on both sides. It's, you know, Christians like to reproduce. But there's, there's nothing interesting about that. Really. It's, I mean, you're, I think people watch this show and watch these people just like, like they're a freak show. Okay. It's reality TV. You're a freak show. That's really what reality TV is. But they're watching these people like looking at like, oh my God, how do they live like that? Because it's just, I know it's, I just don't understand and I guess it's it's a re, again a reality TV thing. I don't get reality TV. The only reality TV that we watch, my wife and I watch like uh, Deadliest Catch and shit like that, because we we become emotionally invested in the performance of the boats. You know, everybody cheers on their favorite boat. No, we want the Time Bandit to come out on top. Shit like that. But you know, it's. We don't sit there and get all pissed off over what the Kardashians are doing. We don't get sit there and get emotionally invested in the the Duggar family. Like the only reason I am mentioning this at all is because a stupid ass story about Twitter rage over a girl wearing pants pop up in my mainstream news feed. This is not mainstream news. This is stupidity news. This is, this is idiocy. People should not be Twitter raging over a pretty girl who wore pants against her dad's rules. It's stupid. You are stupid if you're raging over her, a girl wearing pants. If you're sitting there shaming this girl and saying that she's a terrible person and disrespecting her parents by wearing fucking pants, you need to have your head examined. And I'm going to, you know, religion rant here for a second. You should not ever, 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 ever use any religious rule because guess what? Those rules are interpreted, interpreted, interpreted by people. You should not ever use any religious rule to persecute or demean or anything or oppress any person at all, man, woman, fucking dog, black, white, brown, any other religion at all. If any part of your religion puts one person over another, you are wrong. The end. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I know. I said I was going to rant. I said I was going to rant. You should have been prepared for that. I said I'm going to rant about somebody who is incredibly religious. Ah, okay. No more ranting about that. But following along in the theme, you could say, of sexual misconduct, this one actually is sexual misconduct. So if you follow news, and this is actual news, um, Bill O'Reilly from Fox News and uh, the O'Reilly Factor, because, you know, hey, his name's on the damn show, uh, was fired over sexual harassment claims. 
Now, I'm not talking about Bill O'Reilly getting fired. And he, he says, oh, it's a whole big made-up thing and blah, blah, blah. And he got fired. And it, it kind of goes without saying. He wasn't fired over sexual harassment claims. He was fired because sponsors started dropping his show over sexual harassment claims, which is always the case. Someone accuses you of something. The sponsors get dicey. They drop out of the show. Next thing you know, you don't have sponsors for your show. Okay, show's dead. You're fired. That's really what happened. The same day as Bill O'Reilly is fired over sexual harassment issues, the, uh, what's her name? Kimberly Gilfoyle. I told, probably just butchered her name. Hot ass girl. I'm just going to say it. Sorry. I'm not on your fucking show. And anybody who sees her damn good looking woman, um, from the five, was actually sexually harassed live on air. And this is sexual harassment in the sense of you really made an inappropriate comment towards a person there? Really? Now, if you've ever seen this woman, damn. But literally, the other co-host was it Greg Gutfield. Where does the fuck I can't... I'm, I'm terrible with these people's names. I don't watch these shows, so I don't know how they're actually pronounced. Anyway... They're making some comments about some bullshit. Somebody uh, makes a comment about her dress. And then it turns into, it's like, oh yeah, you're giving America a raise right now. Like, yeah, they said some shit like, oh yeah, you should talk to your dressmaker. It's like, yeah, I should give him a raise. And she's like, yeah, she looks good. <laughs> Gets her attention. He was like, yeah, you're giving America a raise. That's kind of textbook sexual harassment right there. You might as well have just walked up and smacked her on the ass. You know, yes, she is obvious. And you, when you watch the clip, she's obviously proud of her looks. She's obviously proud of her body. She does not go out there in low cut tops and short skirts for nothing. Just saying. She does not. She goes out there knowing, and they've pointed it out before, that Fox News sells sex. They do. They put some damn good-looking girls out there. There are some damn good-looking girls on Fox News in the past. But, you know, you don't say shit like that. Especially the day where your network just fired somebody for shit like that. Wait for the shit to die down, dumbass. I mean, even, you know, they, they rolled with it and they just played it off and <laughs> change the subject. Bill just got fired, idiot. Fuck off. But that's bad. That, that's just dumb. I've got the clip for it where you kind of, it kind of starts with their arguing about one thing, stupid comment turns into another stupid comment, which turns into inappropriate comments and just kind of being rude to the two girls on the panel now, it's four to one as it is you might want to take some facts you don't like because a lot of them have to do with that all right give us one hey, give us, give all us one. right give us look fact. at this wah wah cry baby call your camp counselor <laughs> no, oh, Bob, hey, you know, no. <laughs> call your dressmaker i mean oh. <laughs> and, and give them a raise <laughs> that's what i'm saying you are giving america what i'm saying a raise. <laughs> oh my god Bob, 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 you, Bob. Bob, I, uh, I, I, uh, I think, I think you've I'm, got a good point. Yes, somewhere. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. Try it. Why don't you just read the teas, babe? Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> Again, I'm not. It's just wrong. It's just dumb, dumb timing. That's that's my biggest issue. Don't be dumb. The biggest name at your network just got fired over some stupid shit and making dumb, inappropriate comments. The literally the head of the network was just forced to step down over sexual harassment issues. Like, women left the network and sued over sexual harassment issues. Don't say shit like that on the air. Ah. Okay. And that's why that, that's, that goes to sexual misconduct. That's just kind of it. But I'm going to take a break. And I'm going to come back with some more sexual misconduct stories that aren't quite directly entertainment media related. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Question 17. When choosing a seat at a largely empty movie cinema, do you... A. Sit directly in front of another person. B. Sit right alongside a couple clearly enamored with one another. Or C. Take a seat away from other patrons that afford you a good you. If you answered ALB, fuck you! For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. What's happening with the Moolman? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the Moolman? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man? With the crazy bad scientists from Australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids, what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you. Check it out now. It's on iTunes, what's happening with the new man, also on Podbeam and all your social media pipes. Make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from Australia. What's happening with the new man? Bullshit from the news. Okay, continuing the theme of sexual misconduct. And I don't even call this misconduct. I think this is just a an ironic prank. Not prank, joke. An androgynous man, and if you don't know that word, basically means he's physically kind of gender vague, you could say, uh, wins a lingerie photo contest intended for women. Because, you know, there'd be a lingerie photo contest intended for men. But, yeah. So, 20-year-old Russian guy... See, they see there's this photo contest. Oh, women, submit your, your lingerie pictures from this lingerie store. And hey, we'll put you in the ads and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Well, his girlfriend, they look at her and they're like, you know, it'd be really funny if we entered you because you're already said you make such a pretty girl anyway. You're already so effeminate looking. Wouldn't it be funny if we dressed you up and sent pictures in t- into them as a joke? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be really funny. 
Well, they did it. She did his makeup and picked out the clothes, and they went and had a professional photo shoot done with him, and he won. Yeah. They expected a big, oh, hey, this is going to be so funny. They're, it's a guy submitted to the thing, but no, they took really good pictures, and he actually is a really pretty woman, so they he won. And then they found out, because they were like, oh, we're going to do a professional shoot, and we're going to do all these things and these promotions, and you're going to be in the in all this stuff. And then they found out he was a man. But and I understand, and we're like, oh, hey, you can't win because of what we're doing with the winner. It's going to be a big uproar if a man won this contest. So we're going to give the prize to this woman who is the runner-up. But they didn't give him anything. No consolation. No, hey, here's a gift card for your girlfriend or for you. Because apparently you look good in our stuff too. Um, that's kind of fucked up. Um, they did it as a joke because he's really a feminine looking dude. And I actually have a like side-by-side comparison picture in, in the show notes at odddadout.blogspot.com. Uh, but yeah, if you check out the show notes and you'll see, and there's kind of a, one of the pictures that were submitted for the contest of him in lingerie, nothing like really bad. And then just him sitting on a dock with a beer. And I'm going to tell you right now, you really can't tell that he's a guy. He's still kind of, well, he's androgynous. He's very, uh, gender neutral appearing. So fine and and i'm not even i'm not going to bash this guy at all i just think it's hilarious and i think it's kind of fucked up that they didn't even give him like a consolation prize and that maybe the people doing the photo contest should have paid better attention to the pictures because you can clearly see an adam's apple for one you can tell if you're looking you can tell it's a guy now to be fair they're not going to be looking for that because it is a lingerie photo contest. And I'm going to assume, I mean, they, they picked some, some pretty easy to hide things, outfits and all, but they, I'm going to assume he had to tuck in some way, shape or form for this, but still really people, uh, just, Again, my my problem isn't that he won. Good on him. I'm totally a fan of drag queens. He's not a drag queen. This was all just a gag. But still, I'm I have no problem with with a man wearing women's clothes and taking pictures or going out on stage and singing and dancing whatever. The fact that he won and then they just outright denied him anything is kind of fucked up. You know, he's going out there and this guy is prettier than all of the rest of the girls that submitted. That really says something about your, your clientele in your area and the submissions to your contest that a guy beat them. But you guys could at least have the decency. Offer the guy a gift card. Come on. Something. Hey, here's a $100 gift card to our store. I'm sorry, but your penis disqualifies you from competition. Now... Technically speaking, 
the contest did not specifically say that it was for women. Technically, there's grounds for like, hey, calling bullshit on them. Hey, your picture, your contest never said it was for women. So, meh. But that's, you know, technicalities. Uh, further ramping up our, our tale of sexual misconduct. Maybe you've heard of this because this has kind of been a longer running story, but there's apparently a Navy SEAL, U.S. Navy SEAL, like you know, for, for the uh, international listeners, those are the like super elite crazy soldiers you know, drop in to the middle of fucking nowhere and no hope of getting out and they somehow get out. You know, we're going to drop you in the middle of nowhere and go rescue the president from, from whatever the hell, do some crazy, like, out of, you know, completely unimaginable to normal people type missions and shit. You know, those kind of guys. Navy SEALs. Crazy shit. Awesome. Way more skills than anybody else in the rest of the world has any reason to have. Well, a very highly decorated Navy SEAL and husband to a porn star is being investigated for moonlighting as a part-time porn star. (laughs) I would say porn star. He's performed in porn movies with his wife. Um, uh, Let's see, what's her name? Uh, Jules Jade. Now... I'm not going to lie and say I've never seen porn. But I will say, not familiar with the name. Uh, looking at a picture of her, she kind of looks like... If you had to just vaguely imagine a porn star, that's what she looks like. <laughs> Blonde hair, fake, lots of plastic on her. She's, yeah, yeah, not unattractive, but she looks like a, you know, cookie-cutter porn star. Well, he's being investigated over... Him participating in some of her movies. Not because he's doing porn. He's being investigated because, as a Navy SEAL, he has to get authorization from the Navy to do outside work. So he's not being investigated for porn, he's being investigated for working off the clock. Basically having a second job. It's like, you're a Navy SEAL. This is your job. You have to get permission to do something else. He, they're, they're looking into, did he have authorization from his commanders to have a side job? Basically, that's how they're looking at it. That's what's funny about this. It's not that he did porn. It's that he had a second job. <laughs> that's, I love those, those, those twists of, it's not what you think. You'd think it's the porn. It's not the porn. It's the... If he was working at McDonald's, he'd still have the same thing. And and, and at the same time, they're like, Hey, at this, like, it, it looks bad that, you know, Navy, you're Navy SEAL. You've got all these honors and, and all this stuff. And you're out there doing porn. That looks bad on the Navy. At which point his wife... And his wife has done a lot of the the like press and the the public communication where she's like, Hey, he's helping me in my career by doing these movies with me because I would rather be having sex with my husband on camera than have to go out and pay some other actor and some other guy to come in and do these movies with me. 
So I totally get that. And that's totally, you know, kind of a good thing when you think about it, because like, hey, they're being fair. Like, hey, for that's at least responsible. And you kind of see that with, the, again, with other big name porn stars like Jenna Jameson or um, can't remember blank her name off. Uh, but where they'll get married and like the, maybe they'll retire from the business or whatever. They'll get married and then they'll start doing porn movies with their husbands because, Hey, if you married a porn star, you've got to be cool with them doing porn. So why not be do it yourself? It's like, Hey, and there's some of these, Hey, I get jealous seeing other men with my wife. So you jump in and you start doing the movies with her because that way you're not watching other guys having sex with your wife. And at the same time, just don't watch. But yeah, it's, it's, she's her whole defense for this. is like, Hey, it's legal. There's nothing. She's not, they're not doing illegal porn in some illegal state. Cause there are states where you can't do that. Um, they're not doing anything illegal. The only issue at hand is, does he have permission to have another job? And she's like, Hey, if you guys, hurt him or do anything or, or remove him from duty or kick him out or anything over this, all that's going to mean is he's got to do more porn. And guess what? Now it's established that he's a Navy SEAL who's doing porn. If you guys fire him, if you guys kick him out of the Navy, guess what? That's going to become his full-time job because now me, Miss Porn Actress, I have to support our family. And that means I've got to do more movies, which means we he's going to have to do them because we can't afford to be paying actors to come in and do our movies. And that's just going to mean more porn for the Navy SEAL guy. And that's going to look bad on you. And like, you know, it, it's kind of guilt tripping the Navy into not firing her husband, but it's a logical argument. And I can't really be, yeah, you can't really argue her point. It's like, yeah, it's just like, Hey, he's helping me out. He's doing this part time to help out his wife's career and would you know and i'm just gonna say if not that fuck i'd ever do porn and you know my wife and i are like no uh-uh, never thought of that but if i were in a situation where my wife was in porn i would much rather be the guy with her than some other guy that's me. That's jealousy. That's, I'm a married guy. I don't want somebody else having sex with my wife, and I don't care if it's a professional thing. Sorry. <sighs> it's just, like I said, it's just funny to me that it's not about him doing porn. It's about him having another job. And then the porn thing is kind of a magnifying the situation. <sighs> okay. And now we are through the fog of sexual misconduct and into regular misconduct and our, our dumb criminal segment, which I just have to call the jackass of the week. Okay, I've actually got two of them this week. I just couldn't decide, and it's both just dumb criminals, which is just kind of the segment whole entirely is. Um, here's another one with a twist for you. Dentist pulls tooth while riding a hoverboard. 
this is the headline that I read. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? And that's how I go and click. And they say, an investigation into an Alaska dentist found video of him extracting the tooth of a patient while riding a hoverboard. Video that he'd sent to his dental assistant. Um, oddly enough, now you'd think, guy's pulling teeth on a hoverboard. This has got to be like a malpractice suit or some sort of something. Really, no, not malpractice at all. He was being investigated for Medicaid fraud. <laughs> That's right. He had billed Medicaid nearly $2 million for unnecessary IV sedation. That's right. IV sedation from a dentist. There is no, zero instance I know of where a dentist would use IV sedation. Now, I know there's sedation dentistry where they knock you the fuck out. They use gas. They do. Dentists use gas. They use big-ass needles in your mouth to numb the shit out of everything. But if a, doc if a dentist is going to knock you out, they use gas. That's it. It's controllable and constant. Help my boys do that. When my boys go in, because not because my boys have a problem with it, but because my wife is uh, is bad with dentists, she has to get knocked out. She just vaults like, nope. They're getting nitrous oxide. They're getting they're getting gas. They're getting knocked out. It's it makes it less painful. Fine. You don't put an IV in somebody at the dentist. So, yeah, that's just, but while they're investigating this guy for said insurance fraud, they find video from, like, his, I think his assistant turned over a, a cell phone video of him pulling a patient's tooth while riding one of those stupid hoverboard things, which aren't hoverboards, and those are a whole other sense of idiocy to, in themselves. Apparently, he's like, oh, yeah, this is the new standard of care. And he's pulling a fucking tooth on a hoverboard. Never mind, that's dangerous as fuck. That's just, I mean, there should be a, mal there absolutely should be a malpractice suit coming after this. The authorities went and actually informed the patient after they found out who the patient was and went and told the patient, hey, you know, this guy was being a dickhead and was sitting there. He pulled your tooth while riding a hoverboard. So there's probably a malpractice suit coming along after he doesn't get all that money from uh, Medicaid. You know, probably going to jail for insurance fraud on top of it. And then he's going to get sued. Um, but what the fuck? Really? God, people are so dumb. And it, this is one of those things that reminds me of... I took statistics in high school. And it's one of those things they always tell you that you can make the numbers say anything. And there, there's, there's two rules in statistics. First, you can make the numbers say whatever you want. And the second is that 50% of doctors graduated in the bottom half of their class. That's a fact. Think about it. That's what this guy reminds me of. This was that D-minus doctor. This was the D-minus doctor who was a dumbass who parted his way through through 
uh, college and got his his degree and became a dentist, even though he was a dumbass frat boy who should go back. Well, at this point, he's going to jail. But yeah, fuck off, dude. That's why I don't get knocked out. That's why I, I'm wide awake at the dentist. I also have a stupid high tolerance for pain, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, I go to the dentist. No, I'm not. Nah, no. No. Not to say I haven't fallen asleep in a dentist chair, but that was on my own. I was tired. <sighs> okay. Next up. Now, this is my other lesson today. Because it seems that both of these stories provide a lesson. Store clerk can't read robber's poor handwriting on the note. So, you know, like, you, you go to rob a store, you go to rob a bank, like you do. And you hand the clerk a note, you know, put all the money in the bag, don't be a hero. That sort of stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered a really dumb bank robber joke, and I just... Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, not that this guy isn't just as dumb. All right. An Ohio... Uh, Ohio. Ohio robber's handwriting was so bad on his little robber note that the clerk couldn't read it and handed it back to him to read out loud. That's right. So throw subtlety out the door. It's like a, at a family dollar store. So, you know, then he reads it out. It's like, hey, basically, you know, your standard robber note, put all the money in the bag. You know, don't be a hero. Don't get yourself killed, blah, blah, blah. And then he gives them all the money in the register and apparently a pack of Newports because robbers. Because, you know, robbers smoke Newports. I don't get my... Okay, I don't smoke. I don't get menthols. And it seems like... Robber smoke menthols. And if you're going to take a pack of cigarettes, my understanding, Newports are cheap as fuck. If you're going to steal cigarettes, why don't you steal some expensive cigarettes? I don't know. Um, that's a whole other thing. But the the sheer fact that this idiot-ass fucking robber... Really? And I, I realize it's a dumb thing. It's just a funny, like... Wow. <laughs> but, like I said, the the lesson here brings me back to school again. And maybe when you were in college, they told you this, if you had to ever do these, or probably high school, because fucking college, you typed everything anyway. But in high school, they always told you, penmanship counts. Hey guys, it's Joe here from Pre-Recorded Live. Ever notice that we're always using the hashtag Potter Family for all of our stuff that has hashtags? Potter Family is the community of podcasts that support each other and promote each other. And here's the cool part. Now you listeners can search for hashtag Potter Family and connect to hundreds of podcasts. There's so many, you are guaranteed to find something that you like. Or if you don't want to do the searching yourself, you can follow at Potter Family on Twitter and let them retweet the shows to you. So what are you waiting for? Go out and find some podcasts to listen to. Uh, is it working? I think so. I don't. I don't know. The thing is on. Well, I, I know, but I wanted to tell him about our podcast, but I don't know if the you know the the thingy is working. What are you gonna say? I don't know. I I was thinking like, hey, I'm Joe, and you're Matt, and you're Becky, and we host pre-recorded live every Tuesday. We talk about geeky stuff. You know, something you know like that. 
at Prereq Live on Twitter, Facebook.com backslash Prereq Live, Prereq Live.wix.com backslash podcast. Yeah. Okay. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, a bunch of podcast apps. Mm. All right. Well, okay. Is it ready? Yeah. Start talking now. <laughs> Welcome to the Relaxation Study. This 10 cassette series will guide you towards relaxation, focus, and total body awareness. Listen to these guides with authorized headphones provided to you by the Institute's security team. These cassettes will help to further understand how your body works from top down, mind to matter. My voice will guide you through these exercises. You will trust only my voice and your body to which you are servant. Listen. Remember, comprehend. If you listen carefully to each recorded session, you may find information in these cassettes useful to you in your daily life. The object is to listen, to remember, and to comprehend. Before you start the study, find a private spot, alone, away from your unit mates and security nurse, far from disruptive sounds such as telephone booths and redress sirens, these cassettes are to be listened to free of external interference. Cassette 1. Reducing Stress. Side A. Weight of the World. Coming to you from Nightvale Presents Within the Wires, which I'm I'm gonna admit, much like Alice Isn't Dead, it takes a couple episodes to get into it, and really, as that kind of the little teaser kind of gives you that that vibe, it, it gives you the tone of the show, but. Really, basically, like the first one or two uh, cassettes episodes, uh, and they're like, and it's kind of cool because they do it like side A, side B. So you like you heard the click, and you hear the tape start, and it's like these motivational tapes that are supposed to teach you different relaxation things. Relaxation cassette one, two, whatever, and it's a cassette, so it's side A, side B. So you'll have side A. And then, like, ding, you know, end side A. And then they'll do, like, the little promo, the commercial break. And they're like, here are the sponsors, blah, blah, blah. And then side B, click, and all that. So I like the way they do it. I just, it's a, it's a fun little style to do. But let's see the official little blip. Let's see. Set within an alternate reality, Within the Wires tells stories in the guise of instructional audio programs. Season 1, Relaxation Cassettes, is a 10-part scripted fiction podcast that takes the form of an audio course on full-body relaxation issued by the Institute, air quotes, to you, the listener, a nameless medical inmate. Who is this narrator? Is she relaying something more than just relaxation techniques? And is she to be trusted? And are there subliminal messages hidden within the music? As listeners move through the relaxation curriculum, a deeper and more personal story unravels. And that's probably the best way you could possibly describe this show. Because really, and again, it's season one is just uh, ten episodes, kind of like uh, Alice Isn't Dead, 
where it's it's a it's a fixed season. So there's X number of episodes that tell this portion of the story, very much like a kind of chapters of a novel. Or even just, hey, here's a here's like a I don't know. This is the whole book and it's told in, in the different chapters. But I like the way this story unfolds as slowly you're getting more, like I said, they start feeding more stuff and suddenly the little, the techniques and the visualization exercises, you start picturing things that suddenly have meaning and you suddenly start have, like hyper fixating on what she's saying. And she says, you know, to focus on the clock and to focus on remember this time and these rocks and the smells and the the sounds and the things and and you like you hyper focus on what she's saying because you realize that you you have to remember this for later that suddenly everything she says is going to be relevant at a future point and as the story develops and shit gets really crazy and then you just like is it I, it's another one where I got to the end and I, I damn near cried at the end of this because it just get, I get emotionally invested in things, but it was just such an awesome story that, and it pulled me in and you just get so like drawn into the emotion and the, the, the cerebralness of the whole thing that you just have to, you, you, you can't not keep going. I think once you get, you have to basically get past the third episode, the third tape. Once you get past the third one, because I straight up, I almost gave up. And I think it kind of like with Alice isn't dead. It's like, once you get past the third one and the story really gets going and you really get there, then you're like, all right, I'm in. And you, there's no going back after that point. And you get to 10 and you're just like going into the, the ninth episode, you're just a ball of nerves and you get into 10 and you're just, you're cheering and you're crying and you're super tense and it's just, what's going to happen? Is it going to happen? Fuck. And then end of side B. Yeah. Is that how it ends? I don't remember how it ends now. I just remember that I was a ball of nerves and I, I would just like, having like a, a fucking mental breakdown by the time I get to the end of the damn 10th uh, episode. So yeah, they did their job because Jeffrey Craner is a hell of a writer. Gotta say, um, I think I actually preferred and I love both of them, but I think the overall emotion of within the wires really got to me deep deeper than Alice isn't dead. Alice isn't dead. Great story. Really following along. And now that the second season started, I'm really getting into it and I'm like, fuck what's going on. But within the wires really just pulls you into like, it's, it's much more cerebral. And so that's what it really gets in your head and messes with your emotions. And so it makes you have to think and put the story together and visualize so much more. So, it's, it's, it's telling you the story kind of around the story. It's, it's not telling you the story directly. You're having to piece it together in your own head. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just a great, 
enjoyable. It's a great listen. It's a great story to listen to. So, yeah, you definitely need to check that out. Again, like all the other recommended listening, you can find the link to this in the show notes at odddeadout.blogspot.com and all of the previous recommended listenings in the little recommended listening tab up there at the top. And you can find Within the Wires and Alice Isn't Dead at nightvalepresents.com. So, as we are wrapping up this week, I want to give a big thanks to my sponsor, Lily, because she's awesome. And I started watching, she had a couple of YouTube videos, which was really cool, of her doing, it was like a speed drawing, I guess you could say, it's more like a time lapse of her drawing. But once again, thank you, Lily, for supporting the show, and you too can become a sponsor by going to patreon.com slash odddadout and donating a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can give. I greatly appreciate it and know that this is, a, this is a, okay, I wouldn't say it's a one-man show. It's me and then there's my wife on the other show. But this is just us. So any anything you can give helps if you are down to support the show. That is awesome and you have our everlasting thanks. But, as always, you can always catch all of the past episodes and recommended listening and all those fun things and subscribe links at odddadout.blogspot.com and there you can connect with me on Facebook and Twitter, of course, at odddadout. And remember to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or however you use or however you choose to listen. And leave me a review so I know what you think, because it'd be really great to hear from you. And like in the past, I will read them on the air. And until next week, I've been Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night. Good night.